3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are... The fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you guys with us, man. Absolutely, positively jam-packed are we coming up at 540 today. Diesel and I will be sharing with you. Mark and Diesel's top five today features our top five bowl
1: games. Are we allowed to include... Semifinal and CFP games or just bowl games?
3: C- semifinal and CFP games okay. are allowed. Uh, I imagine that one or both will be in my top five, but um, not the national championship game yet, Diesel, because we don't know who's playing in that, right? But the games that we do know are free. To cherry pick. All right. Uh, guys, it is time for us to do that jam. We call it the top five at five. The top five biggest sports stories of the day. The top five topics we are discussing. Ladies and gentlemen of the upstate offsiders, the top five at five starts right now.
4: And now, the top five at five. And
3: five, four, three, two, one. <laughs>
2: Hit it. I despise Clemson. I don't even like their kids or their dogs.
5: Five.
3: (laughs) Clemson is featured in this little ditty today. The top five at five. Well, folks, whether we want it or not, we are heading toward a 12-team college football playoff. And to me, what this screams is that we are selecting quantity over quality. Here's what I mean you're going to get more games that matter, right? More teams that have a couple of losses playing each other, those games are suddenly going to matter in the big picture. Not really for the national championship. They'll matter for getting into the playoff, right? More games will matter, but the biggest games will matter less. Alabama, Georgia will suddenly have a safety net. Michigan and Ohio State, the same. I hate that because the do-or-die that exists in those contests is what makes college football great. So why don't? What do you say we look at some hypothetical matchups of the 12-team playoff this year? And Diesel, I'll ask you this. All right, I know you're a 12-team playoff guy. What I think the committee would do here, Diesel, because they've already shown corruption, is they would move some of these seedings around to avoid duplications of matchups we've already seen. Okay, but Diesel, Ohio State, Penn State, that would be a matchup. That doesn't do anything for you, right? Yeah. I mean, it's we've already seen it, right? They played Georgia Ole Miss. That
1: doesn't do anything for you, right? We've already seen it.
3: I think the final score of that game was 52 to 17. We're going to play more
1: conference games in the in the early rounds just to knock some of these some of these teams out. I don't know. Oregon, Missouri is interesting to
3: me. Florida State Liberty is interesting to me. Especially when you consider, like, could Liberty beat Florida State? Could they manage more offense with Jamie Chadwell than Louisville did against that elite Florida State defense? Now, I don't know, guys. Like, the winner of Ohio State-Penn State, could they beat Washington? Maybe. The winner of Georgia-Ole Miss, could they beat Texas? I think so. The winner of Florida State-Liberty, could they beat Alabama? Without Jordan Travis, probably not. The winner of Oregon-Missouri against Michigan, Diesel, what do you think? Oregon-Missouri winner against Michigan. It's a game, right?
1: Yeah, I would assume I would put money on Oregon winning that game. And I think Oregon could score a lot of points and stay with Michigan. And give them a better shot than Missouri, at least. So I guess I guess you would say, guys, like I think the
3: committee would tweak the matchups, right? So that you would have like Ohio State against Ole Miss, and Georgia against Penn State, as opposed to the, the same conference teams playing each other a second time. Um, we've already seen them do that, but I am now for, I now am doing the deal with the devil for quantity over quality, even though that's against everything I do in my life, okay? I choose to have a small group of friends over a ton of acquaintances, Right? I choose, I I learned a valuable lesson about this in college, trying to date two girls at the same time in college. Quality matters, quantity not so much, but sign me up for quantity because I'm not going to sit here and watch a team get screwed over the way Florida State has ever again. Next up, four. All right, on number four today, Clemson. You know, it's interesting. Clemson, what is it about Clemson, ladies and gentlemen, about the vibe and the atmosphere and the environment at Clemson University that has made them, and this is an absolute, but relatively immune to NIL problems and the transfer portal, et cetera. What is it about the Clemson experience? Well, they do a great job fostering the family atmosphere. I think the fact that Clemson is in the middle of nowhere helps them kind of put a bubble around their program. Uh, it feels like the Truman Show. It feels like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. And I mean that in a, in a positive way. Like it feels like a special place when you're there that's insulated from a lot of the drama that exists in other places, right? But Clemson today got some bad news. David Ojegbe, defensive lineman, and uh, Andrew Makuba, safety, have entered the transfer portal and it's just it's so odd to me like this is the the absolute apex of player power and player having power over the program you don't have to give an explanation about why you're entering the transfer portal you just have to enter right guys my my very difficult spiel to you today is that not that you need to find an individual to root against, but generally speaking, when the number of players that enter the portal that don't find homes is high, you're going to see less of this in the future, right? If this is all working out great for everybody, then you're going to see more and more and more of this portal, portal, portal. Impossible to keep a team together. Great players entering the transfer portal for no reason. There's got to be a failure right here. It's got to be significant. And, guys, we will do this on on offsides, and I hope others do as well. you got to report on those transfer portal situations that don't work out. Why don't we do that? Well, because it's viewed as
1: being negative on the kid, right? Got to do it. Got to do it. Yeah, but these are grown men making grown men decisions for money. Right. we got to stop thinking of these guys as kids because they're not kids.
3: Well, you know as well as I do, Diesel, they, they they will they will be called kids when it benefits them. Sure. And they will be called adults when it benefits them. And that's how it goes. So guess what? All right? We're going to, like, you're going to hear, hopefully from many in, in, uh, in the area media, about transfer portal situations that didn't work out. Because when all you hear about are the success stories— it leads to more and more of this flood of kids entering the transfer portal. And the reality is 40 to 50% of them aren't going to find a home. Next up. Three. At number three here today. You know, there is, to me, a really interesting NFL development that is going on. Before the season, we said, man, do you guys remember in the 90s when the AFC never had a chance against the NFC? And it was like the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers and the New York Giants and 80s and 90s, and the AFC never had a shot, right? How many consecutive Super Bowls did the NFC win during that stretch? Well, we thought the AFC was going to have that level of dominance this year over the NFC. Why? Because of the quarterback play in that conference. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and... Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence and Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert and now C.J. CJ Stroud in Houston. And that's not what's happening here. Folks, you could make a point today, right now, that the best three teams, the three best teams in the league all play in the National Football Conference. Number one, San Francisco. Number two, Philadelphia. Number three, Dallas. Dallas how did we get here well the afc does have the best quarterbacks some of them are banged up but i don't know that they have the best teams right philadelphia is missing an elite defense san francisco has that san francisco's got a system offense with a great young player brock purdy who's performing admirably in it leads the league in quarterback rating and qbr the dallas cowboys have a great defense, and Dak Prescott's playing the best football of his life. Here's the problem. Just like was the case last year when he entered the postseason in the AFC, three great teams, you had Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas City. What does that mean? That means two of those teams are going to have to play in the second round. And when Cincinnati went to Buffalo, Buffalo went home early as the two seed in the divisional round did not even make it to the conference championship game. So I ask you guys this question. Who is the odd man out in the NFC? Because Philadelphia still holds the one, right? San Francisco's got the two. Dallas is the four. The four could very well play the one in the second round. Which of these three teams, Dallas, Philadelphia, San Francisco, is not going to make the NFC Championship game. What do you guys have to say about that? Next up, two. I did not expect this to happen today, my friends. I did not expect this at all. But um, I found myself in a little tussle uh, with a sports center anchor. All right, now this sports center anchor. Is one that Diesel considers to be very trustworthy. Okay, very trustworthy. She has never told a lie in her, her life, according to uh, Diesel. Um, but I, 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 I was, I still feel so strongly against what happened to Florida State that I'm making my Twitter my stream of consciousness, right? And so I tweeted today the following: Sadly, what we've learned from the college football selection tragedy that left Florida State out. Is that both the committee and many of the personalities we watch are bought? They choose ratings over merit, company line over ethics, and the path of least resistance over standing for ru- what's right. Now we know. Well, L. Duncan is a Sports Center anchor. E. L. L. E. Duncan. Uh, she and I follow each other. Let's see if she still follows me, Diesel. She does. Um, Even after this. Um, so good. So um, respect to her for that. So we follow each other because she was a sports anchor in Atlanta when I was a host in Atlanta. And I had her on my show to do football picks with us on Friday. And she never unfollowed me. and, And obviously I'm super proud of what she's achieved in her career. So I tweeted that, and she wrote back the following. Mark, you know I'm a fan of yours, and we are cool But this is a lazy sentiment. I work there, meaning ESPN. I didn't think a QB less FSU team should be in the playoffs based on what I saw the last two weeks. I am not a shill. I am someone who didn't want to see the ACC's version of Iowa. That's it. It's literally that simple. It beyond sucks for FSU and expansion protects from this and Georgia exclusion in the future. In other words, with the expansion, you don't have to worry about George, Florida State and Georgia getting left out. I said, Elle, this is not a rant against your employer in any capacity. I've witnessed personalities from networks all over the country unsuccessfully attempt to defend the committee's decision. All are embarrassing. Ultimately, better games were selected over the most deserving teams. And she said, yes, better games won out over most deserving. Deserving comes up every year. Ask UCF about fairness. And I said, yeah, L, um, I'm not really buying. I'm not, I'm not, I can't get behind this notion that you didn't want to see the games. You know, to me, I don't consider avoiding games you don't want to see to be a valid selection criteria. It's possible to admit Florida State would be an underdog. In any college football playoff game they play, while also honoring that they darn well should be in and have the chance to prove those wrong. Guys, just because somebody's an underdog doesn't mean they should be in. This is the problem with how pervasive betting is becoming in our society. Diesel, we're now allowing Las Vegas to deter- to make decisions for us in yeah. the place of in the place of human beings. Now, Oregon was a favorite over Washington. How'd that work out? Right, Alabama was a favorite favorite over of uh, Georgia was a favorite over Alabama. How'd that work out? Why even play the games
1: if you're not as good on paper as these other teams? Yeah. Why, why not just put their numbers into a computer simulation, let them play it a hundred times and, and award the winner trophy based on that. I mean, Florida state with their, I'm going to call it two and a half uh, string quarterback, because one game they played with their second-string quarterback, one game they played with their third-string quarterback, they still averaged 20 points a game. They still still won those games by average of a score of 20 to 10. You know how hard it is to give up 10 points against power five opponents? It's really, really hard to hold them to 10 points on average. So Florida State, even with their second-string quarterback, deserves a shot, and it sucks that they didn't get it. Florida State went to
3: Florida, won by double digits. Tennessee couldn't go to Florida and win. Florida State played top 14 Louisville in the ACC championship game. Beat them by double digits. Like, they're winning the game. In terrible weather, by the way. They did in terrible weather. The committee gave them a loss,
1: Diesel. The committee gave them a loss, And you're not allowed to do that. I I did see a pundit ask this question, and and this may be a valid question for another segment. Why does the ACC still play their game in December, their championship game in December in an open-air stadium? It's not smart. You know there's a high likelihood that the weather is going to be bad. And when there are closable roof buildings on the East Coast, inside of your conference footprint, you probably ought to be playing your conference championship game in one of those in one of those domes because it reduces the risk of injury, guys slipping and falling on wet or potentially snowy uh, field conditions. You don't need to be playing this game in Charlotte. Who has a who has a dome on the East Coast? Uh, uh, Georgia. Well, you can't play it in the Georgia Dome because there's already a conference championship game in the Georgia Dome. That's played. You play it, it, in, you play it. it in Miami. Does do do the um, commanders play in a dome? D- does Hard Rock Stadium in Miami does that have the option of closing? Madcraft, help us out there. Does does Hard Rock Stadium have a closable roof? Yeah, they know. need to play it somewhere on the East Coast with a closable roof. That's why I've also said for the longest time that every NFL stadium, every NFL stadium, should have a closable roof. Doesn't I mean you have to close it very often. But you should have the ability to close it in really, really, really adverse conditions.
3: I am not uh Bob Vila, nor did I stay at a Holiday and Express last night, Diesel. But I don't know. Like, I am so against all of this turf that I'm seeing. What is like if you keep the roof open most of the time but close it some of the time, can you still have grass? How does that work? How often
1: do you need to keep the roof open for grass to survive? Well, if you have a retractable roof that you can just press a button and have the roof open up, boom, you can get sunlight. But also uh, there's the uh, Cardinal Stadium where the whole field rolls out from under the um, out from under the, the and stadium. Grass? And it's grass. Wow. The whole thing, essentially the, the field is on a tray, and that tray is on rollers. And that the, that tray can roll outside of the stadium into the parking lot get all the natural sun it needs on sunny days, and then they roll it right back in. It's incredible. And finally, one. Man, I'll tell you, it's
3: interesting how badly the Jacksonville Jaguars are getting criticized for this, but Trevor Lawrence sustained a bad injury yesterday. Here's what it sounded like last night in Monday Night Football. Lawrence goes down. Ball came out, and Lawrence is grabbing at his leg.
4: When the, the leg, let's take a look oh, no, right there.
1: That is the left tackle Walker Little, who stepped back on the inside of the ankle
3: of Trevor Lawrence. Mm. And so why is why is Jacksonville under a heaping of criticism today? Well, because Trevor Lawrence was filmed. Being helped by a security guard through the bowels of the stadium. Why do you not have him on a cart, people are saying. You know, Jacksonville went from comfortably in to the postseason to now just being one game ahead of shockingly good Indianapolis. Gardner Minshew, Shane Steich, in that combination doing wonders. Uh, C.J. Bethard, their backup, has a bum shoulder. So they're going to be in the quarterback market. There's only one Josh Dobbs, Joshua Dobbs, that's out there. And Minnesota got him, right? Suddenly the path forward for Jacksonville doesn't look very bueno because the recovery time for a high ankle sprain, which is now the diagnosis for Trevor Lawrence, is usually at least four weeks. By caramba. It's a great game last night. Diesel, I don't know if I've ever seen an undrafted QB play a better game than Jake Browning from Washington played last night. 32 for 37. Undrafted kid, 32 for 37. What's Bryce Young's excuse? 328 <laughs> yards passing, no interceptions. And he doesn't have a quote-unquote strong arm. But, like, dude, like in that offense last night, he looked like Brock Purdy to me. Looked like Brock Purdy to me. How about that? You know, like, no Joe Burrow, and Cincinnati goes to Jacksonville and wins, beats Jacksonville, beats the Jaguars, with Trevor Lawrence playing most of that game. How about it? And those are today's top five at five. Now it's your chance to chime in, which you can do at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. That's 844-326-3663. The CarPro.com text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word FAN and away you go. You can get to us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. At The Fan Upstate on everyone. Uh, Please like us on Facebook. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And finally, email. You guys can all email the show. Mark Ryan, that is M-A-R-C Ryan, at TheFanUpstate.com. All the different ways you can get in touch with us here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. All right, you won't believe the degree to which one college football pundit opened mouth and inserted foot. That's next. Here on Offsides, we are the Fan upstate. State. Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
5: Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. Today. Now, look, guys, like the, this is, you know, uh, this show is college football first, NFL second, area sports, Atlanta Braves after that. I get what bre- what butters are bread. I almost said what breads are butter. <laughs> it's that University of Florida edumacation working for me again, again, baby. I'm on a butter yo bread. That's right, baby. Uh, So. Guys, um, I'll be real with you. I, I think this bowl, the, the bowl matchups that they got, that they gave us, sucked. They suck. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. It's not that we're not going to talk about them. They are. It's just that I feel like they did the very worst job they possibly could giving us compelling matchups. Really. Compelling matchups. You know, I I, I don't want to go through every single one of the 40-plus and say, which ones of these are compelling. But, you know, when when Diesel and I get to our top five bowl games in the very next segment, I think you're going to see, like, why this was so hard. Because it's it's hard to find
1: five compelling bowl games. That's why I'm totally for dropping the automatic tie-ins to bowl games. Mm. Like, wouldn't you say, and maybe you wouldn't because you're a power five guy, wouldn't you say that, Troy versus Alabama is a or excuse me Troy versus Auburn is a more compelling matchup than Auburn Maryland. Troy, a 10-win team who Auburn essentially refuses to play year after year after year. Well now you got forcing to. them to yeah, forcing them to play in a bowl game somewhere nearby like that 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 fans from both schools can travel to. I think that's compelling as hell. Well, yeah, Diesel. Because
3: you're you're inside the same state. UCF played Florida. Yeah, that's compelling. Yeah, right. Florida doesn't want to play Sold UCF. Out. Right? Sold the place out. So, and Florida lost.
1: So, <laughs> so, uh, but but like, what so, are we here for, though? Are, are are we here to play compelling football games? Or are we here so that Power Five schools can avoid embarrassment?
3: Well, that's that's the million dollar question. Now, I will say this: We did speak to Don Munson uh, earlier today, and. Um, And I'll tell you, we asked Don Munson about this. And Don Munson, if we have that clip, Diesel, you know, he said, look, guys, I'm not going to sound good saying this. Because I said to Don, doesn't Clemson deserve a better opponent than Kentucky? Like, a Clemson team that went 4-0 its final four games really spanked Notre Dame. You know, Kentucky kind of embarrassed itself the rest of the way, did manage that end-of-season win over Louisville, but outside of that, outside of that, didn't look very good. And, uh, and Don Munson essentially said, look, I'm not going to sound very good saying this, but you want a team at the end of the year that, uh, that you can feel good about going into the offseason. You know, now he's speaking as a guy who works inside the building. You want to feel good heading into the offseason. So, but, but to me, like, wouldn't you have been enthralled by LSU Clemson? Right? like, Wouldn't that have enthralled you? It's not like LSU's playing in some great bowl. They're playing in the ReliaQuest bowl. So give us Clemson-LSU, and this is where you need a college football commissioner to aid and assist in this, right? So you don't just have the individual bowl games looking out for their own interests. We got very few compelling matchups this year. Very, very few. I mean, Liberty-Oregon... I I suppose that's one of the better ones, Diesel. I'll watch that, and I'll root for Liberty, right? Among the Power Fives, Oregon used to be Liberty, essentially. Now they're a have instead of a have-not. Missouri is kind of compelling. And then you got a bunch of these, like Oregon State without DJ Uyangalalea against Notre Dame. Does nothing for me. Clemson, Kentucky. Look, guys, we'll cover it. But South Carolina played these two teams in back-to-back weeks, Beat Kentucky, lost to Clemson. I know Clemson is the better of the two teams. How many of these games actually get you going? How many games, how many of these bowl games actually do it for you? Not many. Not many in my regard. Uh, Let's get to Rich, who has been hanging patiently on the line. Got two minutes for you, Rich. Go ahead, bud. What's good?
4: All right, I'll be fast. I, too, as a fellow Gator, hear your sentiment, believe it or not, toward FSU, where I think they got hosed. And let me explain why. The why part is even better. But the second part of this, I'll jump to the first part first. And I'm going to give you a conspiracy theory uh, that I started here in Chicago. My friends think I'm nuts. But now it's gotten some traction. The Michigan debacle about being cheaters, I said I kind of liken Michigan to the Houston Astros. And they go, well, yeah, sort of similar. I said, no. Here's the conspiracy. And most people can't link this. A.J. Hinch, who is the Detroit Tiger manager, was the Astros manager. They got caught cheating. He's now in Michigan. Maybe him and Harbaugh, he gave his playbook to Harbaugh about stealing signs. There you go. Yeah, you never know. But I, I did that as a joke. And now some of these guys really think, hey, that could be true, right? I thought – Bad Gainesville attempt at being funny, but that, who knows? It's a good rumor. Anyway, <clears throat> as to the playoffs, real quick, if Georgia wins, now the thing I liked about this is, if you notice, <clears throat> the two best receivers and Mims, their first round offensive tackle, he didn't play at all. And Bowers and the other kid, I just forgot his name, but he, he's really good, the little wide receiver, Played hurt. They played in only about half the plays, and you don't you don't hear Georgia saying, "If we were at full strength, we would have handled Alabama."
3: Well, They're and that making. that would have happened. That they would have handled Alabama, uh, in my opinion, yeah. because they they but were yeah. um, Brock Bowers was hobbled, Lad McConkey was hobbled. You could say, "Well, it's yeah. their fault that they don't have better wide receiver depth." Yeah, that's true, but their two best receiving options were both hobbled in that game. Now, whether it's whether they, you know, my belief is they would have beat Alabama if those guys were a hundred percent. So what they weren't and they lost, right? That's, that's how the cookie crumbles.
4: I understand that wasn't the point. The point was Kirby smart and those guys aren't using that as an excuse as, as to why they lost.
3: Well, n- nor, nor should they, nor should they rich? Thanks for the call, man. I do appreciate that very, very much. Um, Nor should they use it as an excuse that they lost. Florida State didn't lose and had the committee give them a loss, right? Had them them give them a loss. Kirby Smart knows the outcome likely would have been different uh, with those guys. He knows it, right? He's aware of it. But he still didn't stoop to that level, and there's something to be said for that. There really is. Texter says if Florida State was left out for entertainment regions... Why, why are they scheduling better bowl matchups for entertainment reasons? Why aren't they? Well, yeah, Texter, because it's, it's not one entity scheduling them. Each bowl game gets like a, a draw of lots. and Okay, you get the third-best SEC team and the fifth-best Big Ten team. Texter says bowls are snooze this year and have been for years. Playoffs will be 12 teams next year, which will knock bowls even more. Yeah, bowl games, this is the last year that bowl games will have any relevancy, in my opinion. Any relevancy, unfortunately. Uh, all right, 844-FAN-PHONE. Let's get to Norm in Greenville, who is up next. What's good, Norm? Hey, yeah. This Florida State
2: thing. And I don't know if this has been brought up before. Meeting, meeting Sunday. Uh, here's what I think happened. They have, they have executives on speakerphone and on teleconference. And what they're saying is if we play Florida State at number four, and here's what happens with that, the TV ads that they have sold will be leaving the networks because after the first quarter, even though Florida State has a right to be there, after the first quarter, there are going to be a lot of people changing the channel, and that's going to to eat up their profit margin because they've already bought – Advertisement space for this game, so they're thinking, okay, if we put Florida State in this position, and they do have to play, here's what's going to happen: it's just going to be a it's going to be a landslide. I mean, they're going to lose money at the Wazoo. So let's take Florida State out of the equation, and let's move Alabama on up there and let them make more money for us. This is dead wrong, dead wrong. And I tell you what, I would not be shocked. It's a comedian on Sunday morning when they had this meeting going on if they didn't have TV executives on speakerphone deciding this crap because it's not right for Florida. I'm no Florida State fan. Let me get this straight. I'm no Florida State fan. But what's right is right. They got a, they got a shot at this. They should have a shot at this.
3: Well, Who Norm, I'm a Norm, this? I'm a Norm. Uh, I'm I'm a Florida State hater, and right is right. Okay? Well, so Seattle see what I'm saying? You, you belong in the postseason. You belong in the playoff. You're not there. Now, I'll ask you this, Diesel. Um, Do you believe in their closed-door meetings, and Norm, thanks for the phone call. Do you believe in their closed-door meetings, okay, with the committee Sunday morning, Saturday night into Sunday morning, that would-be television ratings for these games came up as part of the conversation?
1: Yes. You do. I do believe they came up. Um, There's too many people in that room, who make their living, that's what they do for a living, and they make their bonuses off of ratings, off of events. I believe there's far too many of those people to have it not come up. Now, I don't know, and maybe I don't specifically believe that it was a talked-about point that if we do this, this is how many people we could expect to tune out At halftime. I don't know that they could have gone that far because if any of these conversations are recorded, audio, video, text minutes, you you know, somebody writing it down as a stenographer, that would have leaked. It would it would leak, whether it would have leaked by now is irrelevant. But I do think that something that's that big of a bombshell. For the committee members to say, we cost a university in Florida State millions of dollars in advertising and exposure because we assumed this is what would happen with the ratings. They would be hit with lawsuits so stinking fast and massive lawsuits and they would lose. Florida State would own the college football playoff committee. They would own their ass financially. I don't believe that that's brought up as an argument point as to why they didn't do this, but it certainly affected a lot of people's decisions. Oh man, it most, it most certainly did. And
3: how would they say that in the meeting if they brought it up? I mean, I think it would go something like this. You know, we have a fiduciary responsibility to our broadcast partner to give them a great product. And we know what happened last year with TCU. Um, you know, if it's close, I urge you to put Alabama in. If it's close in your mind because of the prospects of, of, of getting compelling content. We all want compelling content, but there's a right way and a wrong way to go about doing it. And there would always be that sliver of a hope, sliver of an opportunity, that Florida State does something that no one expects them to. Right? There's always that possibility. So to just assume that they can't to compare Florida State to Iowa is such a slap in the face. You know, um, please show me where Johnny Wilson or Keon Coleman or, or Benson, Trey Benson, are walking through that door on, on the Iowa Hawkeyes offense. Give me a break. Give me a break. All right. Diesel and I play the top five bowl games. Mark and Diesel's top five. Today's top five, the top five bowl games. And it's next. Here on Offsides, we are the Fan Up State. All right, my friends. Great to have you guys with us. It is time for a little new ditty we're doing today. Mark and Diesel's top five. Our top five bowl games for 2023. Who are they? Who is included And why? Diesel, your top five bowl games
1: of the year, sir. Yep. Starting with uh, least interested to most interested, I'm going North Carolina, West Virginia, simply because this should be an ACC matchup. If the ACC and the snooty schools like Wake Forest and Duke would get their heads out of their asses and bring in a team that has a big fan base, that would sell out stadiums. That's why that's entertaining and compelling to me. Number four on my list would be Texas A&M versus Oklahoma State because it's an old Big 12 matchup that they don't play anymore. That one's interesting to me for that reason. Number three is Clemson versus Kentucky, and it's going to answer sort of the age-old question that, that Gamecock fans love to needle Clemson about, saying, Clemson, you would be middle of the pack in the SEC. Well, here you are against a middle of the pack SEC, middle of the pack to, to above average SEC program. Clemson, as diminished as you are this year, with Cade Klubnick being a mid tier quarterback this year, I think you know if if you win this game, it's not like Clemson is, Clemson or South Carolina fans are going to give you any credit because you know we have guys who call it and say things like this.
0: I will not give Clemson any credit.
1: But if you lose that game. It is one big-ass bullet in the gun for SEC fans and especially South Carolina fans to say, ha, 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 you couldn't even beat Kentucky. Number two on my list is Georgia-Florida State because both of these schools feel like they were left out of the college football playoff for unjust reasons. Uh, Florida State has, I think, more, more compelling reason than Georgia, but Georgia dropped from one to six. I think that game is compelling for that reason. And then the most compelling game I see on the schedule right now is Alabama-Michigan, and I am utterly confused by this game. I don't know who to pull for in this game. I don't know who I want to see lose more. Michigan should lose because they cheated. Alabama should lose because they shouldn't even be there, and they're Alabama. Sorry, Bama Springer, who's I'm sure listening right now. I'm flip-flopping on you. Every day. But I think both of these teams, uh, you know, this is Darth Vader versus the Emperor. Somebody's got to go down. Diesel, you and I have always said we're tired of agreeing.
3: We're tired of always having the Uh-oh. same lists and picking the same stuff. Uh oh. And I'm here to tell you we're doing this segment again <laughs> because we have not a single same pick really? among right. our top five bowl games. Okay, counting down from least interesting to most interesting, but they are still my top five, okay? So from five to one, five for me is the Fiesta Bowl, Liberty versus Oregon. Um, I'll, I'll give an eye to that game. I think it's hilarious what happened to Oregon, you know, uh, the, from the shoe-in college football playoff team to Liberty. Give me Liberty or give me death, and Liberty is going to try to give them the latter in that game. I just, little guy versus big guy, I find that interesting. I will watch that. I want to see, you know, like Jamie Chadwell wins that game. Like how much of a bird is he flipping to all the power fives who didn't hire him before now? Sure. Right. Yeah. Number four for me, Iowa, Tennessee, total contrast in styles. You never get anything like this in the NFL. The NFL is a copycat league. Everyone plays the same style, but two totally different styles, right? High octane versus no octane. (laughs) Right. All D versus no D. Who wins? I like it. Number three for me, Texas, Washington, because I have no idea where to lean in this game. No idea. Who's got the better quarterback? Don't know. Who's got the better defense? Don't know. How many points is it going to take to win? Don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But I I know they're two really, really good teams, so I'm going to be interested in that. Number two for me is Missouri against Ohio State. What Ohio State is going to show for this game? Guys, listen, this could be a Missouri beatdown, as in Missouri beats down Ohio State, if Ohio State doesn't come to play and too many of their guys are not suiting up for this game. So, you know, you got SEC Big Ten, but you've got like SEC number four or five against Big Ten number two, and I'm interested in seeing that one. And then my number one, Diesel, I just think this is a fascinating matchup. Call me crazy. It's not A-level. And you'll notice that I've kicked out Alabama-Michigan from my list because I'm sore about it. I'm sore about Florida State not being in this. I'm sore about Michigan's cheating scandal. Okay? I'll watch it. We cover it. You know, I will, but I'm not happy about it today. So it's not in my top five. Arizona-Oklahoma. Oklahoma was this close to getting the rematch against Texas in the Big 12 championship game, because Oklahoma State came back against BYU, they didn't. It would have been a much better Big 12 championship game. Arizona has one of my favorite players in the country. It's a redshirt freshman quarterback by the name of Noah Fatida, and I'm telling you guys, this kid is must see. About in uh, the first of October, they made the switch to him at quarterback. They didn't lose another game. Well, we'll all see him when he transfers to an SEC team. Yeah. The kid's unbelievable. (laughs) Was a three-star, is redshirt freshman, and guess who finished in third place in the Pac-12? A league that has Oregon State, Washington State, USC, UCLA. Arizona was your third-place team in the Pac-12. Let's go to the phones, and let's get to J.D. in Simpsonville, who is up next. What's good, J.D.?
0: Hey, Mark, thanks for taking my call. Um, you know, first of all, I just want to say uh, thank you guys because, uh, you know, I try to call about one thing and then y'all start talking about another and y'all keep changing it up and changing it up. And, you know, now I got to get in on the bowl game thing, which was kind of one of my points, too. Uh, I texted earlier, the CFP matchups, um, when I said they were intriguing, when I, well, when I said bowls were intriguing, I was talking about the CFP matchups. And just like you just mentioned, you left out Alabama-Michigan because you're sore about it. You know, I'm sour about it, um, but I I don't know who to choose in any of these games. I mean, between Michigan and Alabama and Texas and Washington, I mean, I'm really just hung on, uh, you know, who's going to win those two games. And so, to me, that's really intriguing uh, just because I don't know which way I want to go. And, um, you know, I I thought it was funny there. You just got uh, mentioned the uh, conspiracy theorists yesterday and how you like to make fun of us and Here we are. We've been diving down the conspiracy theorist path for the last uh, 48 hours and haven't even discussed the matchups yet. So I just wanted to, you know, poke in, make a few comments and see what your thoughts were, Mark.
3: Hey, I I appreciate that, J.D. Thank you very, very much for the uh, for the phone call. Um, Yeah, like I'm generally not a conspiracy guy because I, I hate it. I think it's unhealthy. I think all these things that people do conspiracy-wise politically is unhealthy. I thought all the conspiracy theories about COVID-19 were dangerous, really
1: dangerous stuff. I think conspiracy theorists are very good at convincing themselves of things that they want to believe.
3: Yeah, but in this particular case, You find the nugget case, of information
1: that, that supports what you already believe, and then you go down that rabbit hole. You know, you're not—I don't think a lot of those people think critically to, to debunk their own theories.
3: What are you and I doing today, though? Like, this has made us... And I I remember, Diesel, you had a conspiracy theory about Will Smith and Chris Rock. You're like, they planned it. They planned it. This was was planted. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you and I, this is so corrupt, Florida State's omission from the college football playoff, that we are now down the conspiracy theory aisle of, did television ratings come up in their meeting? (laughs) Right? Because... Would that not be evidence of corruption if if they're talking about television ratings when they're supposed to be picking four teams for the college football playoff? Well, Mark, it's four best teams. Okay, well, where's Georgia? Georgia would be favored against every team remaining in a game. That's true. If it's four best teams, where's Georgia? Tell me where they are. The six o'clock hour is up next. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate.
5: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T
1: Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.